In today's show, we are going to look at the NBA from Tuesday, all of the games, and then preview Wednesday's action. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We're going to talk about Tuesday's games, but first of all, I've got to tell you that January... It is very important in setting the tone for the new year. And in 2021, that has never been more true. Luckily, our good friends at CBDMD are here to give you the support that you need to conquer your New Year's resolutions and make this year your best one yet. And if those resolutions happen to involve fitness, they've got a brand new topical product that'll keep you moving all year long. CBD Relief with Lidocaine fuses CBDMD's hybrid broad spectrum formula with fast-acting lidocaine to help provide temporary relief for minor aches and pains. I'm getting older, mate. Every day I wake up at a back, jeez, my back's sore. My CBD, CBD Relief is going to be an absolute godsend for me. And with a new bag-on valve spray technology, Relief can be applied comfortably at any angle, even upside down. And to make it even easier for you to get the year started off right, they're offering all our listeners 20% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com. The promo code is NBA for 20% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. Let's talk about the games because there is action in the NBA. Six of those games were on. Let's uh, get smacked straight into them right now. The first game we take a look at was uh, really the uh, the COVID Bowl as the Miami Heat took on the Philadelphia 76ers. It goes to overtime and the Sixers win at 137-124. Uh, Tyler Hero, always going to have a big game here. Everyone has a hero. True. Thirty-nine minutes, thirty-four points, seven rebounds, four assists, one block, thirty-six percent usage. Absolute monster from Hero. Also had forty-five fantasy points here. To me, this is a massive sell high. We have seen it this season. No Jimmy Butler. Hero plays well. Butler comes back. He's limited. Sell high. Kelly Olynyk must roster twelve-team league player. Four, Fifteen and eight. Forty-five minutes. Four assists. Two steals. One block. Might not last. Who gives a shit? For now, it is lasting, so let's go with it. Well, Precious Archua started in place of Bam Adebayo and had a really really strong game, I thought. 17 and 13 with a block. His shot selection's been really good, and that was one of my big worries with Precious. He had a block again here, 70% from the field. He's not going to be a guy that we look at in most nights, but while Bam's out, a good stream option. Dunk Robinson had 26 points with six triples, and Gabe Vincent, the big fella, 24 points in 36 minutes with four triples, three assists, and two steals. Maybe you're going to get some stream value out of Vincent. And I also thought Max Struess for deeper leagues looked all right. Eight points in his 24 minutes. For the Sixers, Joel Embiid carried them 45 and 16, 
four assists, five steals, one block, 70% from the field, 13 of 13 from the line. He is the number two overall player in fantasy now this season. In in um, points leagues, he's the number three player. He had 84 fantasy points today. Just an absolute monster from Embiid. Remember when people were shitting on Danny Green? Man, Danny Green, 0 of 9 last game, and that dickhead in the crowd. Uh, Danny Green had 29 points with 10 boards, 6 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks, and hit 9 triples on a 25% usage and played 50 minutes. Yeah, um, he's pretty good. He gets shit on a absolute ton. I think it's unwarranted. Now, he's up and down for sure, but he is, at this point, a 12-team league guy, especially with what's going on with the Sixers. I'll tell you who was bad, though. Ben Simmons, 5 points in 32 minutes, the 12 assists, the 2 steals, and ice. He took 2 shots. Two. Two. And he fouled out. Rough night for Simo. It's probably a bit of a buy low. That's that's pretty rough. While Tyrese Maxey, um, still not rostered everywhere. Should be for this week at least. 16-3-8. I, I really like Maxey. I also like Isaiah Joe, who played 37 minutes and had 13-5 and five with four triples and two blocks. And while I don't think Joe is ever going to develop into a high-level starter, Lou Williams as an upside option for Isaiah Joe... Yeah, I really like it. He looks strong here, and he's clearly the deeper league stream over um, Dakota Mathias here in this one, who had uh, three points in 11 minutes. Prison Mike Scott had 16 points, but wasn't great. Well, uh, that's probably it for the Philadelphia 76ers. Let us move on now. The next game was the Brooklyn Nets taking on the Detroit the Detroit, Jesus, the Denver Nuggets. The Nets win at 122-116 in the end. Big Chungus Nikola Jokic. Twenty-three, eight, and eleven. Seven steals for Jokic. One block. Six of six from the line. He is your number one fantasy player this year in points leagues, in category leagues. He had seventy-two fantasy points here. Just an absolute monster. And with Gaz Harris, a late withdrawal. Nice, Gary. The Nuggets started bowl bowl. Didn't go well, but they started him. Sixteen minutes, five points. People frothed this guy at an extraordinarily high level. He is not even there a rotation player for this team when they're healthy. So don't get too excited here. Five points in 16 minutes. Farton Will Barton had 22 with three steals and six triples while Porter is out. And Porter does have COVID. It was revealed today. While Porter is out and while Harris is out, Harris's absence is not a COVID-related thing, allegedly. Um, Barton's got that value. While Monty Morris started slow but ended with 14 points. And it's a great buy-low opportunity for the headmaster. Jamal Murray, 20 points. Can't hit free throws anymore for some reason. Missed both of his free throws here. 45% overall. Just zero rebounds. It's just been a rough go of things. Now, I preached a lot of caution with Murray. He will not be bubble Murray. Do not look into Murray that way. He's that 40 to 60 range player. I didn't think he'd be this bad. Like he's the 86th ranked player this season in fantasy. It's been pretty rough. He is uh, 79th in fantasy points. The big difference here is that you look at Murray's night from a category night and he's like the 73rd ranked player in category leagues just for today. Murray in a points league was the 36th best points league player because he scored and that's what points leagues values, that volume scoring. And he had that 20 points there, uh, which gave him 26 fantasy points all up. Paul Millsap, not a 12-team league player, while Faku Kompazzo got hit right in the Fakus. Um, it wasn't comfortable for him, but he is. He couldn't even get more than 11 minutes in a game that Gaz Harris missed, which is obviously not an ideal scenario for him. For the Nets, Kevin Durant, woohoo! 36 minutes, 34 points, nine rebounds, 13 assists, 68 from the field. It's wild that you know, two. There's been four guys come back from Achilles injuries. Maybe there's a, a fifth one this year that I don't know. The two guys who were stars in the past look the same. John Wall and Kevin Durant, they look the same. 
Dwight Powell and Rodney Hood, they just don't look like NBA players really at this point. So these guys who are absolutely elite, they haven't missed a step. The guys who are solid to good at NBA starters don't even look like NBA players anymore. What a wild difference that is. Durant, it's worth that's worth mentioning when we look at yeah other players coming back from Achilles tendon injuries because I think that's something that to, to note. Durant was amazing here, and it looks like he's going to play the back-to-back against the Knicks while the Shark, Bruce Brown. Baby Shark, Started again after playing five minutes last game. 16 and 6, three assists and three blocks, 73% shooting. He's definitely the better starting option over Loawu Cabarro. And I think he's a better starting option than Karis Levert. Levert should work better in that bench unit. He's a solid 14-team league ad, Bruce Brown. Uh, as for Levert, only 26 minutes. And post-game, Steve Nash said, yeah, we wanted to put him in the bench because we want to be careful with his minutes, with his injury history. So that means they're not going to extend him too much. I'm selling high on Levert. 20 points, 6 assists, 5 rebounds. Uh, when Kyrie comes back, it is going to hurt him if Kyrie comes back at this point. Because I actually have to legitimately ask that question. There's so much going on with Kyrie and... Yeah, what's happening in his scenario and then investigations into videos at birthday parties and all that sort of stuff. Uh, we just don't know. Uh, we expect Kyrie out for the rest of this week. DeAndre Jordan out of the rotation. It didn't take Steve Nash to just say, screw the politics. You guys are um, you guys are out of here um, because DeAndre Jordan just didn't play. And that's the right decision, I think. And I think when Nick Claxton comes back, it's going to be even harder for Jordan to play. 36 minutes for Jarrett Allen. It wasn't his best night, six points. But a steal and two blocks, it's really hard for him to, to deal with uh, Nikola Jokic for sure. Uh, Jeff Green had eight points. Torian Prince had seven, while Luau Cabro had 11. I'll tell you who else isn't good, I don't think. Landry Shamet. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I just don't think he's very good. And uh, I will continue to uh, to feel that way, I think. If you feel a certain way about a certain team and you've got the money that you want to put on it, Bet Online is the one place that will have you covered and it's the one place that we trust. NFL playoffs? I don't know anything about the NFL. I know a bloke called Josh Allen plays for Buffalo. Maybe I should put a bet on a prop for him. Two, I don't know what the prop is. Let's say it's two and a half touchdowns. Would I, would I take the over with Josh Allen in the playoffs? Someone who knows might want to tell me. Um, but hey, if I've got betonline.ag, I can go in there because I can put money into my account for free. Well, that's not true. I can get a free account, and then I can put money in, and I can use the promo code Locked On and get 50% welcome bonus. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online are your online sportsbook experts. Next game up, it is the Utah Jazz and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Just an absolute ass kicking this one. Basically, from the beginning of things, the Jazz 117, the Cavs 87. Jordy Clarkson, must roster player across every league. 21 and 8, five triples, four assists, two steals. It did help that Joe Ingles was out, so I gave him a couple extra minutes, but he was good. While the Don, Donovan Mitchell. He's Don. He's good. He's starting to come good. Now, still only four free throw attempts, but 27 points, five threes, 60% from the field, and it was also a good Boyan Bogdanovich night. 20 points, a lot of sweet FA in the other areas, but four triples is nice. 60% shooting is the biggest uh, biggest thing we're looking at there. But to me, he's more just a three-point streamer still. Conley had 12, 6, and 5, and uh, not a great night from uh, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. <laughs> He is well off on his free throws. This is a perfect time to buy low on Gobert. Four points in 25 minutes with 10 boards and a block on 29% shooting and missed both his free throws. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's definitely a buy low to me. While the Cavs were without Andre Drummond, Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, and Kevin Love, that is four starters, and five if you include maybe the chance that Kevin Porter would have started if everything had been right there. 
So they started Chetty Osman, Damian Dotson, Larry Nance, Isaac Okoro, and JaVale McGee. Not a surprise they got done by 30. Osman shot a little bit better, 17 points, had those six assists. He's a good value now while these guys are out, but that won't last. McGee had eight and nine with two blocks. He's just a deeper league guy. Well, deeper leagues, Yogi Ferrell, while these absences continue, 10, four and four for Ferrell. While uh, Isaac Okoro, I'm just not ever, not ever sure he's ever going to be able to put up big offensive numbers. 11 points, three assists and two steals there. Dotson, yeah, bubble burst a little bit there, 11 points. Well, Larry Nance must have heard my Sal High podcast today and he hoped that you got in on it because he had six points in 30 minutes on 18% shooting with with not much else. And I talked about how I thought his uh, numbers were going to come down and particularly his um, shooting numbers were going to come down. And they come down in a big way. Hopefully you were able to pull off that uh, that sell high when you had that opportunity. Let's go on to the next game. It is the San Antonio Spurs beating the Oklahoma City Thunder. 112-102. LaMarcus Aldridge, is he back? I don't know, but it was a pretty good game. It was always a good matchup for him. 13-10-6, two blocks. Still not his best, but you know, obviously a must-roster player there for Aldridge. While in a points league, he did have 41 points. That's, I believe, his best return for the year. Big game from Lonnie Walker again, 24 points in 36 minutes. So this is where I see Lonnie Walker. If he's on your wire and you want to add him, sure, do it. But if I've got him, I'm selling him because the two big games have come without DeMar DeRozan. And if Lonnie's not getting a lot of shots and you're hitting them at a decent level, then I'm not sure what else he's doing. And if DeRozan's in there clogging up the paint, a lot of Lonnie's stuff is from driving and it doesn't work as well with DeRozan there. So if you've got him, trade him, pick him up if you want. But DeRozan could be back next game and that's gonna it's going to be interesting to see how they mesh together. 39 minutes from Keldon Johnson, 18 and 7 with two steals, while uh, DeJounte had 16, 5 and 7. Not a great night from DeJounte, but did come on late. 32 overall uh, fantasy points, and he is at this point their highest rated player that played in this game, just in terms of points per game. Uh, Trey Lyles is a dud. Six points in 18 minutes with four rebounds. Not much to see with him. For the Thunder, Gilgis Alexander had 20 and 9 on 70% shooting, but no threes, no steals, no blocks. In fact, did not even attempt a three. A really weird night from Gilgis Alexander. Alexander. He's the 35th ranked player in a points league this year, 45th in categories. While MC Hamadou Diallo, only 21 minutes and 16 points. Now he shot well, another 56% shooting. That's three really high percentage nights in a row. Not a huge amount else. Four rebounds, two assists. I don't love Diallo as an absolute must-roster player. There seems to be a lot of hype with him at the moment, and I'd happily sell him off if someone wanted to buy into it. But it was a you know, solid enough night with some good shooting. Baisley was all right. Missed a couple of late shots, 29% for 12 and 6, while Lou Dort had 12 and 6 as well. I wouldn't worry about Doughty in those 12-teamers. Stream option for you here. Isaiah Roby probably going to get a start tomorrow if Al Horford is out. As for Horford, 10, 7, and 3, not the best night. I am still holding in 12-teamers. In a 10, I'd be considering dropping. And in a points league, yeah, similar. In a 12, I'd hold. And in a, in a 10, I'd consider dropping. He is he had 23 fantasy points. In this game, Teo Maladon sort of regressing, uh, regressing, regressing a little bit at the moment, unfortunately for him. On to the next game, the Lakers taking on the Houston Rockets. Another blowout, second consecutive blowout between these teams. The Lakers win at 117-100. Tone Davis played just 29 minutes. He had five blocks. Remember when we were panicking about the blocks? 19 and 10 with five blocks, while LeBron had 26, 8 and 5. Now, Davis jammed his toe, and he might not be ready to play on Wednesday, so let's keep a look on that. 20 minutes for KCP. He had 14 points with four threes and three steals, while it was another shit night from Montrez Harrell. 14 and 4 with two blocks. It's, it's like, Actually, it's not shit, but it's not great. Let's be honest. He's the 126th ranked player this year. 
Four points leagues, he's 109th, so a little bit more value there. He had 26 fantasy points. Well, Dennis Schroeder, really on the drop as well, 130th ranked player for the year. He had 14, 3, and 3 in 25 minutes. And Taylor Horton Tucker, there's just not enough minutes unless a few guys are out for him to really do his thing. He had four points in 17 minutes. Kuzma had a double-double, 11-11. Here comes the MVP award. On to the Rockets. Uh, yeah, well, let's talk the big news here with the Rockets because James Harden, uh, oh, Jesus, his comment at the end of the game was rough. Let's put it that way. Um, really, really big uh, big news, I guess, from Harden, who said, basically, I've given everything that I can to this team, and I love this city, but I don't think this can be fixed. And this is a, yeah, obviously a shot at um, uh, Tillman Fatita, and you would have to think that something is going on with a trade coming up at some point. Uh, Woj tweeted that he, you know, they're still trying to deal with a trade for Harden, but it's not coming anytime soon. He looks disengaged. It's a bit of a buy low for Jim, to be honest, in a fantasy league. But I sort of feel for him a little bit. I know there's all the off-court shenanigans and all that stuff, but he's turned up. He's playing. He's not fully locked in. There is obviously issues here with him and the organization, and some of the stuff that he's done has been obviously wrong. But yeah, I do have a little bit of sympathy for Harden. Still had 17, uh, 16, 7, and 6. Boogie Cousins played 18 minutes, had 13 and 10. Nobody is ever denying his permanent production. But yeah, him playing next to Christian Wood is the frontier to be a 12-team league. I would played only 26 minutes in this blowout, so that gave Cousins some extra playing time. If you want to have him in a 12-team league, sure, no problem. I'm just not sure I see enough large minutes often enough for him to be useful. Not a great night from John Wall, 10 points with zero rebounds. At least he had five assists. Well, David Nwaba, remember that one good game he had? Yeah. That might be the only uh, only good uh, the only good uh, what's his name game he has all year. Ten minutes, zero points. Shout out to Tony Snell. Um, Eric Gordon, thirteen points, didn't miss a two again. His two point percentage is like eighty percent for the year. It is going to drop all the way off. Sell him in a twelve team league. If anyone wants to give you a top one hundred guy, you should do that absolutely immediately because I have no interest in him as a long term twelve team league player. Tell what I do have interest in, though, and that is Built Bar. That is the best-tasting protein bar ever. Six new flavors for the old Built blokes. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. Have you tried them? You should because they're absolutely brilliant. They taste just like a candy bar. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. And if you're getting old like me and you need to have your teeth replaced, you need something that's soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. I've been working out. Now I can lift two Built Bars in each hand. That's how tough I am. 19 grams of protein in the peanut butter bar. And unbelievable. Five grams of sugar, 180 calories only. These are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber bars. Built Bar. Use that promo code locked on at builtbar.com and you'll get 20% off your next order. The promo code is locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. All right, now on to the last game of the night, this game that went on literally forever. 104 to the Pacers, the Warriors 95 in the end. Miles Turner after. Nate Bjorkren said last game he didn't play him enough and should have got him back in early. It wasn't going to make that mistake here. 41 minutes for Miles on a back-to-back, 22 and 10. Two steals and four blocks. People slandered this bloke. Oh, he's so soft. Doesn't grab any rebounds. He has been an absolute monster this year. He is a top 20 fantasy player. Blocking shots, unbelievably. Shooting threes. Nate Bjorkman has absolutely unlocked this team, and it looks amazing. Demontis Sabonis, 18, 14, and 6 with a block, and he hit, and he hit free throws. And finally, we've got a good Aaron Holiday game. 28 minutes, 16 and 12 for Az. 
with two steals, 38% shooting. Now, it did come when Victor Oladipo was out, but it's good to see at least the steals, the assists, the volume of shooting being there. There's three more games left for this Pacers team. Oladipo's probably going to miss one. Now, I can't say Holiday's going to do this most games because he's been trash in the majority of games this year, but this is worth looking at. Brogdon, the efficiency, I had him in the sell high show. Today, yeah, today, I uh, said the efficiency probably was going to have some level of drop. 28% shooting, but he still got two steals. He got a block. He had eight assists. Uh, he's been great. There is a, a bit of regression coming, but he's been really good again. Edmund Sumner started in place of Oladipo. Maybe you can stream him in on the weekend if Oladipo sits the back-to-back again. 12-4 and four in 31 minutes. Well, Justin Holiday, man, ever since he started uh, this five-game week, it's been re- pretty rough. Eight points in 29 minutes. I'd hold him for the rest of this week, and then I'd probably reassess. For the Warriors, another big game from Andy Wiggins. 35 minutes, 22 points, four threes, seven rebounds, and five blocks. He is blocking shots like an absolute maniac at the moment. Now, what is going to come down, but he if he does this, this is where how he becomes that really stock standard top 100, top 80, top 70 player, really putting it together, and it's great to see. Ubre only 29 minutes, which is the major concern, but 17 points on 55% shooting with three threes, a steal, and a block. That's what we want. He is a must-roster player to me. Only seven points for Draymond, but 10 assists and six rebounds, while Steph had 20 points with three assists and two steals. Damian Lee played pretty well, 12 points in his 27 minutes. He's a nice deeper league ad, while James Wiseman, Blunty. Um, No Eric Paschal in this game, so Wiseman played more minutes. It wasn't good for him. Eight and nine with two blocks, 36% shooting, missed both of his free throws. I expect him to improve, as I'm sure all of you do. Maybe he doesn't this year. Maybe he just stops. You know, he just plays 22 minutes a night, is inefficient with his shooting from the field and from the line, and just doesn't impact games and impact wins. Like He was a minus 11 here to Looney's plus 13, um, and, and it just wasn't good for Wiseman. Doesn't close games for the Warriors. In a shallow league, I'd drop him in a 10-teamer. In a 12, I would consider it for sure. Look, based on his current production, he's not a 12-team league player, pretty obviously. I think he can maybe get there, but I'm not sure his upside is anywhere near as high as others uh, may expect. And people know that because they know that I was pretty down on him in terms of heading into the NBA draft. I did not have him in the top three at all. I had him in, I think, fifth in the end of things. And uh, maybe I'd reassess that now. Nah, probably still have him around that area. All right, let's... Uh Let's move on now. Have a look at the top ads and drops across the league in the last 24 hours. Hamadou Diallo, plus 27%. Another solid game from him. I don't really see him as that 100% must-roster guy, but add him and let's see what happens, especially considering he plays again on Wednesday. Gaz Harris was plus 26, and then he didn't play today. That was definitely a streamer, but he was worth looking at anyway. Robin Lopez up 18 and Mo Wagner up 15%. Interesting to see both of those guys here yeah, playing that same position, jumping up. Yeah, equal minutes, it's Wagner for me, but who knows who gets the majority of those minutes. I think that Lopez is just a, a very low upside, poor man's Bismack Biombo type of ad, which is okay if you're looking for some big man stats, but Wagner by far has the highest upside. While Tyrese Maxey up 12%, he should be rostered. There's three games left this week. Maybe by the weekend it, it uh, peters out as other players return, but he's looking really good in his role. It's not going to be long-term, though. Next up, the drops. Tom Bryant down 15%, sure. Josh Jackson down 10%, really struggling since coming back from his ankle injury. He might be an ad, but uh, look, uh, no problem with dropping him. Same with Eric Gordon down 9%. 
Yeah, look, maybe if James Harden is traded, Gordon will step into a larger role. I think there's a distinct possibility of that. But remember, players are going to come back in a Harden trade, so I wouldn't be just stashing Gordon under that expectation. Shake Milton down 7.5% and Rudy Gay down 7.5%. All absolutely fine and worthwhile drops. The monstrous line of the night goes to Joel Hounds Embiid, 45-16. Big night from Embiid. Absolute monster from him. Um, four assists, five steals, a block, 70% from the field, 13 of 13 from the line. And he is the number two overall player in fantasy this year. Even in totals, he's number two. 27 and 12, over three assists, 1.6 blocks. Just ridiculous percentages as well. He has been ludicrous, and he gets the monstrous line of the night here. While the rookie of the night is Precious Achua, someone who went up against Embiid today. 17 points and 13 rebounds for Precious. Both of those career highs with a block on 70% shooting. He's the 280th ranked player this year. He's shooting 61% from the field, which is a massive number. The free throws need some work for sure, but they've improved over the last little bit of time. And he's not doing anything really defensively, but solid rebound numbers and really good field goal percentage for Precious. And in a situation where Miami is as depleted as they are, he does have some value in that scenario. Let's now move across DFS. We're looking at Wednesday's action across the NBA. All right, let's get into this. We're looking at the first game here for Wednesday, the Dallas Mavericks and the Charlotte Hornets. It is the return of... Porzingis. Yes, Christos Porzingis is back, but imagine his minutes will be somewhat limited. The Mavs are without Josh Richardson, Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleber, and Dwight Powell due to COVID stuff. So the front court is going to be Willie Cauley-Stein, James Johnson, and Christos Porzingis. Cauley-Stein's at 4,000. I like the upside there. 4,200 for James Johnson, also value. Don't use both together, but value in both of those guys. You could also throw a minimum salary Boban in there. I wouldn't, but you could. Tim Hardaway's at 58. I love that salary for Timmy. That looks pretty good to me. While on the Hornets side, 7,800 for Gordon Haywood is a strong floor. I love 5,600 for Devontae Graham. And you know how much I've shit on Devontae Graham this year, but I love him at 5,600 on Fangio. And 74 for Lamelo Ball is awesome. Not sure about 11.5 for Doncic. I reckon we can do better than spending that money on him in that spot. While Rogier at 67 and PJ Washington at 63, both of those are probably a little bit on the high side, I would say. The second game of the day, we are looking at the Milwaukee Bucks and the Detroit Pistons. The Bucks are 10.5 point favorites. The total is 227. Punchbob Ship Bloke is listed as probable, as is Derek Rose. Okay. Uh, 4,500 for Brooke Lopez. Uh, I think that's good Good floor value, while DiVincenzo at 46. I'm not massively into that. Josh Jackson's been trash since he returned from an ankle injury. In fact, Sadiq Bey has been taking some of his minutes. I'm not going to be totally in on uh, Jacko here. While 11 2 for Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, fine, but the blowout risk probably limits my exposure to Giannis here. I like DeLon Wright at 5,200. Chris Middleton at 78 is a massively strong floor play. Well, Jeremy Grant, the 8,300, look, if it was at 77, I'd be in on it. 8,300 is probably just a little bit too high for Jeremy Grant. Sadiq Bey is at 48, and I think he's priced too high, as is the 5,900 for Punch Bob. Just a little bit uh, too much on the high side there for me. Next game. The Nets, the Knicks. It looks like Kevin Durant is going to play on the back-to-back. Kyrie Irving is out. The Nets are five-and-a-half-point favorites, and the total here is 219 points. Um, oh, where are we? Just trying to find my uh, get my bearings here. Um, Mitchie Robinson, 6,100. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. With how he's playing, the minutes he's getting, 
The matchup that's a strong one here. I, I like Mitch Robinson there. I like Alfred Payton at 55 a lot as well. There's no Reggie Bullock or Alec Burks in this one or Obi Toppin. Rowan Barrett's at 6,700. Only want to use him as a GPP while the double royal Julius Randle... He's at 9,400, and I think the legs are dying a little bit from Randall. Maybe it was a back-to-back last game. or No, not maybe. It was a back-to-back. Maybe it was because it was a back-to-back that they died off, but I'm still not wanting to spend that on him. The Shark Bruce Brown's a minimum salary player, and he dropped 35 today. Now, I'm not expecting 35 out of him, but that's absolutely absolute value there. 6,800 for Jarrett Allen's too high, even though DeAndre Jordan was completely out of the rotation. While Durant's at 10-1 on the back-to-back if he plays, I like it. 7,900 for Karis LeVert on a back-to-back. I reckon, given the statements of Steve Nash saying how they want to be really careful a bit with his injury history, I don't think I'd be spending 7,900 on Karis LeVert in this type of a scenario. The Wolves and the Grizzlies. The Wolves host the Grizzlies, in fact. The Wolves are two-and-a-half-point favorites somehow. The total is 220 on this one. Johnny Conchar is questionable, but for the Wolves, more importantly, Carl Anthony Towns and Josh Kogi are questionable. Towns returned for one game, sat out on the back-to-back, and now is questionable. That's a little bit worrisome, as it is for Kogi. Valanchunas at 6,900 is not doing it for me, but the 54 for Kyle Anderson, even though his value is dropping at 5,400, there's great cash play there. 56 for Brandon Clark, similarly cash option, while 59 for Dylan Brooks is a good upside guy. Townsie's at 10-3, and if he plays, I like it. While D'Angelo Russell at 78 would be one that I'd be really in on if we do hear that Carl Anthony Towns is, in fact, going to sit, but we don't know that at this stage. Next up, it's the Lakers, uh, not hosting, getting hosted by the Thunder. A back-to-back for both of these teams. So Anthony Davis has appeared on the injury report with a jammed toe. Chance that he sits. Al Horford probably out for the Thunder due to rest. So Isaiah Roby, 4,100. He dropped an absolute monster last time Horford set out. So I'm using him here. Bit of a shame he's not minimum salary, but I'm using him. George Hill's at 45. No guarantee he plays. Dennis Schroeder at 55. Struggling. But he's going up against his former team. At 5,500, he is at least a GPP guy. Uh, Gildas Alexander at 85, I don't like. I like LeBron at 99, though. Sub-10 LeBron is always worth a look for me. Baisley's at 64, and that's too high. And the 5,800 from Montrez Harrell probably isn't one that I'm super interested in. Hawks and Suns. Capella is questionable with hand soreness, but Onyeka Okongwu is listed as probable. Now, I don't think they'd start Okongwu. They're probably going to go with Collins at the five, if that's the case. And that would mean that we look at John Collins at 7,200 as being a really good option if Capella is out. Chris Paul's at 6,900. Giggity. That looks pretty tasty. Um, good value in him, and he's playing at, at a bit of a higher level now. While Cam Johnson, a potential to start, 4,300, he would be a GPP guy. Not interested in DeAndre Ayton and don't want to spend 57 for McCall Bridges. But 7,600 for Devin Booker, who's getting things uh, back on track at the moment. He is worth a look. Trey Young's at 88, and I also like that salary for Trey Young. Anything under nine for Trey should be an automatic trigger for you to look at it and go, yeah, uh, I want to get involved in that. The Pelicans and the Clippers. No Lonzo Ball for the Pelicans. The Clippers are six-point favorites, and the total is 220. Um, we've also got Eric Bledsoe, who's questionable, while Ivica Zubats is questionable with abdominal soreness. Pat Beverly's at 4,000. I think he beats that number yeah, pretty comfortably, to be honest. Marcus Morris at 38 to GPP guy, while Nikhil Alexander-Walker, this bloke will take every shot that he sees. So at 3,800, he's got 25-point upside, and that looks all right to me. The fun guys at 9,400. I'm a fun guy. 
<laughs> That's Kawhi. He should be getting 50. And Paul George at 88. I like both of those guys. Just a ton of value on both of them. 77 for Zion. I'm not really in on. While uh, Nick Batum at 5,300 is more of a floor guy than anything. But you're not a bad floor player with what he's been able to do so far this season. The last game is the Blazers and the Kings. Yusuf Nurkic is questionable. If he is out, we've got to look at Enes Kanter, who's at 5,300. But they, they haven't been playing him huge minutes. Uh, and even last game when Nurkic got hurt, he didn't get extended too much. Bud Heald's at 5,000. That looks good to me. Fox at 73 looks good. Halliburton at 54 is a good cash option. While Holmesy at uh, 6,800. Rashawn Holmes looks pretty strong to me. And let's talk about him. The pencil Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. 6,200 for Barnes. Amazingly, he's been outproducing that almost every game. I like that. Really strong floor. The 89 for CJ McCollum's probably a little bit high, and I feel pretty good about saying that the 96 for Damian Lillard is definitely too high. Then I'll do it for me today. Subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Give me a thumbs up. Leave a comment down below. Hit the bell for notifications. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. <laughs>